Hello and welcome to the Lay Market Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm your co-host, Adam Chido, here with the host of the Lay Market Podcast, Michael Tejeda. It's been an ongoing battle today about who's the host and who's the co-host. We'll uh, settle that one off air. We need to, uh, we, I think we need to take votes from our listeners. Uh, I, I feel that Michael should be the main host and I should be the co-host, uh, but let's let our listeners decide. I tell you what, I'll be the main host when we start getting paid, because then I'll get that main host money. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Today we're here with uh, my goodest of buddies, Christopher Sodegren, and his uh, young Padawan, Cody. Cody, what's your last name, by the way? Nukem. Nukem. Nukem, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I met uh, Chris four or five years ago. We're just going to say it's been a lifetime. (laughs) He was the grizzly old angry man that sat across from me that shot daggers my way all the time. <laughs> and now I'm just a soft teddy bear that longs to be with him. <laughs> I won him over with many trips to Costco. We hot shared dogs. many romantic hot dog Other dates. Hot dogs Wait a minute, you said I was your only hot dog buddy. What the hell is this? I was the hot dog water. <laughs> Chris was the original hot dog the buddy. Original hot dog buddy. I was your rebound. <laughs> You're my rebound. Just a solid Celine Dion, you know, just Titanic theme and hot dog water. Oh yeah. Just, was he was he bringing you two hot dogs? That, just don't ever let me go, Michael. <laughs> I'll never let go, Chris. <laughs> um. So shit. Uh, I guess let's start with just a little rundown. I know you had stuff you wanted to talk about today. Um, but let's uh, introduce you to the people if you want to kind of eat that microphone a little bit. So, Well, I'm going to try not to put it in my mouth <laughs> too deep on it. Uh, no, I'm the owner of a tattoo shop up in Isani. It's called Idle Hands and uh, just opened up August 16th. So it's been a, been a new adventure with that one and definitely learning a whole new side of this industry just by doing it myself. And I have a, a partner doing it too, so... It's been a been a definitely unique experience on it. Definitely a change from being just an artist to being an owner on it. You know, so yeah. I mean, wow, it's just a, it's a different skill set. Different, completely. And I, I, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. I'd, I'd like <laughs> to touch base on that, but I guess first, kind of give us the you know where you're from, how you come, how'd you get into tattooing, and then uh, we'll kind of just. Well, I Catch grew up. people up from there. So I, I, I grew up back in the time. <laughs> town, you, walked, you walked to school uphill both ways. I did walk to school uphill both ways. I really did. There was a hill, and I, I, eventually it does go uphill both ways. So, I mean, it happens. So I grew up in Mora, uh, about 30 minutes north of my tattoo shop. Um ironically enough is the reason I put it there uh, just so I could be uh, close to my hometown and then also dead middle from where I was for the last 20 years you know um, I started tattooing I started tattooing in uh, 97 I had uh, I got a gig in Austin Texas Um, finally got my apprenticeship I'd already been tattooing for seven years it, just trying to do whatever I can to get into the industry. There's maybe maybe like six people to talk to, and every one of them is like, "Get the fuck out of here." And, and when you said you've been tattooing for seven years, were you tattooing out the house? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, making uh, making making magic happen. Making on magic table. happen on it. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it literally was. So I mean, the um, as far as it goes, I, like 
I got brought into it. I saw it when I was there. I started doing this when I was 13 years old. I went to a party and I saw a friend of mine getting a tattoo and it literally changed, changed my life from that point on. It was like uh, kind of an epiphany of, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. And, uh, so you, you, you start from square one. I did like, I had no idea what I was doing. So, you know, it's like you just start drawing drawing some more drawing some more you do one dumb tattoo on yourself and realize you got a bunch of dumb friends and uh well they want tattoos and then their friends are also pretty fucking stupid so i mean uh, <laughs> um so it goes you know the funny thing was is after i tattooed all my stupid friends on that um well their parents you know like listen we come from the sticks i mean we're not really going to be like really smart people on that so i started tattooing their parents and i actually started making money doing it and I was like, wow, you know, I should actually learn how to do this. And I finally, finally, finally got into it. Um, finally found a way. And uh, so I left Mora on my quest with uh, $30 in my pocket. The skies parted in the sunshine. It literally did in Austin, <laughs> Texas. That's where I ended up with a bag of clothes, tattoo equipment in one hand, and 30 bucks in my pocket. And it was like the rest is history. You know, it's, uh, it's been an incredible road with it uh from the very beginning i met great 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 people from the get-go you know like old timers that just got stories for days to just tell you a bunch of nonsense that really doesn't even pertain to tattooing but it's just good to hear anyway on it not just uh you know the old-fashioned way of doing tattoos and uh building machines building needles building uh tubes making ink uh doing all that stuff so i had like a traditional apprenticeship you know where i actually literally was less than scum so uh, starting off that it was uh, like you're just literally doing everything for anybody and how bad do you want it and, and what year was that in austin texas 97 okay so right it was like right at the boom of uh of literally uh, the tattoo industry that we know today really taking off of it i think it started in like 95 Maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Like uh, like Paul Booth wasn't even really doing anything really cool yet. You know, like in like 89, 91, I mean, it still was like, it, it, like it wasn't mind-blowing, you know. And then you get to like uh, 94, 95, and people are just blowing shit up. You know, you got Guy Atchison. Uh, he's going crazy. Aaron Kane's going crazy. Um, you know, like so many just like... So many just got just killer, killer, killer artists out there. So, yeah, it was, it was it was really good to see, you know, and it was really good to be a part of that, and uh, just start seeing it like like they let you in, and then uh, all of a sudden it like just takes off to a whole other level, and it's, it's, it was I don't know somehow I fit, and I was able to keep going. How, how did you manage to get your foot in the door in Texas? Uh ten thousand dollars. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that that I mean, uh, money talks, you know. Did like you sell literally, a kidney? I, no, I sold your mother. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope you got more than ten grand. <laughs> She's worth twenty at least. Yeah. Man. Well, no, I had to pocket some of it. I, oh, okay. I was like, you know, you're not going to make a whole lot of money starting out tattooing. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> I love you, mom. Yeah. I love you too, mom. So. <laughs> So, you know, I, with that, it, you know, the, like, the apprenticeship was, it worked like this. Um, you know, 
like I start, I was like I said, I'd already been tattooing I had a ton of bad habits, uh, obviously uh, with it, and so. But my confidence in being able to execute a tattoo right away was it didn't take me long it didn't take me long at all you know like like i already had pretty decent like customer skills to do it and even if i couldn't like even if i couldn't do it you know i would do it you know i'd make myself get like go to it and put myself up to it you know it wasn't uh it wasn't it wasn't too hard and at the time like the tattoos weren't like the the tattoos are today you weren't like just going right into it doing neck tattoos, hand tattoos, face tattoos, or nothing like that. Everything was really college town based, so everything was like really small. And uh like it was it was really good to learn to do that because all the all the tattoos you're getting in and out in probably fifteen minutes to a half hour on every tattoo. So and you just just keep cycling through in Austin uh, like Austin, Texas at the time Oh my God! It's not anything like it is now. But I think there at at the time, I think there was only like maybe a million or two people there. It's not like it wasn't blowing up like it is now. It's just out of control. So, but there was plenty of people. You know, plenty of college kids. You know, Sixth Street's a lot of fun. So, you know, plenty of drunk people that don't know any better, which really makes my job easier. I mean, you don't matter what you do at that point. So, <laughs> you know, I'm getting through it, but it, it didn't take long. You know, um, and I got uh, I got tasked with a after like at that time to be a manager of the shop. So you know, like the bosses, they they didn't really care. They were just they were just there to make money, and so they they put it on put it on me to keep track of. Uh, there were six other artists in the in the shop. Some apprentices, some not, and so you didn't. My first adventure of dealing with artists and temperamental they are on it and dealing with that i must have quit jesus yeah i must have quit six times a week <laughs> it was it was it was crazy but you know through that uh the the apprenticeship was ten thousand dollars it wasn't paid up front it was paid for uh while you were learning and while you were working and it's so what you would do is no matter what you do you'd make 30 percent of, of your tattoo and everything if you made it if you made over four hundred dollars a week on that then they would take half of that and they would put it on your apprenticeship so until you got your ten thousand dollars paid off on that so just to clarify so you would a client would come in and say they wanted a hundred dollar tattoo you would get thirty percent off the rip yep and then once you hit four hundred dollars, then they would start taking money off of that four hundred. Half. To, okay. They would take fifty percent off of that. So I mean, like, uh, I'm like telling you, the the whole time of my apprenticeship, you know, I think my biggest check that because we would actually get paid in a check, and then we just like actually like literally W two everything, you know, on it. You know, everything was like a really so much like a business there. And that dude was making money hand over fist, man. That was crazy how much money he's making. That's like 70% on it, just just rifling through on it. And then on top of that, you know, with all the with all the apprenticeships, like it was crazy, just a crazy amount of money. But I like I got mine done in a year, you know. He basically so. threw you in a deep pole and you were well, there for yeah, a long just, time. you're gonna you're gonna do it or not. But the the funny thing about it was there were so many people that um like 
I would have to say, like, as far as apprentices go, when they get in there, I mean, there are some people, you know, um, we had touched on it before even we started doing this podcast, you know, like, this is the greatest job ever to ever have, ever. And there's some people that want it for be to have it glorify them. And there's other people that really, 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 truly, like, are very passionate about it where it's the the quality over quantity and you can get through that usually in about three to four weeks on it you know if it's not going to be all the glamour and stuff you know it's like uh, walking around with this badge that i'm a tattooer and uh if if it doesn't happen like that you know because you suck you suck when you start you're terrible at this you know and it's like it's not easy i used to have dreams how badass i was going to be and it's like i still have them dreams and i haven't got it so you know 23 years later you know so but it's it, it, most people it'll it'll change you know if, you, if you're not making a whole bunch of money you know right away you just it just goes away you know so. what, what was the turnover at that shop for apprentices jesus uh, probably 85 percent. okay it was kind of like, kind of like where we worked. Because he was no kind of pup, he was so, kind of puppy milling them, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely, definitely puppy milling them. You know, on a, just out and uh, he would just he would just get them, and they would come all over. Because I mean, this is a huge chance and a huge dream for a lot of people, and to exploit that was easy. It's completely easy to do that. I mean, it's a dream. It's a huge dream. So I mean, and you got like I was twenty one years old. You know, it's like it's huge, and I'm not very smart. So I mean, um. But with it, you know, uh, the reality is that dude was terrible. He was a terrible person on it. But my teacher, who was an employee of his, was absolutely amazing. And this, like, um, just the coolest old dude that you'd ever meet in your life. And his name is Notorious Ed Potter. And that dude was just a mountain, absolute mountain of information. Just, like, he knew stuff like all the way back to like the Bob Shaw and crazy, crazy stories about that, you know, just like the real, real, real pioneers and, and old timers of it and the greatest stories ever, you know, and that was uh, literally we would uh, we would take a Thursday and we'd all be in there and we'd just listen to him talk kind of like we're doing here and he would just have stories for like probably three hours on it and just like a meeting and stuff. But he, what he wanted to do was teach you the history of it. And so you would respect that. You would respect that history and stuff. So you wouldn't get too ahead of yourself and get too big-headed and, and think you were anything because you're nothing. And all these people have done it before you and have done it way better. So, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a lot different. I think it was a lot different than it is nowadays. You know, like people are very uh, easily offended. I mean, if, that was these, if half these people would go back to yesterday... They wouldn't do it. You know it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You know it right away. You yep. know, it's like absolutely like um, <laughs> like you you talk to him. You just like you ask him to do something. It's like I'm not gonna do that. You know, it's like you didn't have that option. No, you didn't have that option. It's either do it or get the fuck out. Get of the, the door. fuck out. I mean, it's like you didn't even have it. Like if you said no, I mean, it wasn't even like they were gonna look at you. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, there's there was fifty. There's 50 people that want to take your spot. Right. Is that something that that kind of went unspoken? Like you just kind of felt it in the shop that you were at? Oh, I knew it. It was just yeah. I, I knew it. Like like literally everybody's replaceable. Yeah. You know, is uh, so no matter no matter how good you thought you were, or no matter where you thought you sat in there, again, there's 50 people that are just dying to take your spot. Yeah. You know whether they can do it or can't do it. You know, it didn't none of it mattered. Your skill set. 
you know, it that, at that beginning stage, it didn't matter. It was what are you going to do? What is your benefit to the shop? You know, and uh, um, what? Do you, how bad do you want it? And uh, they, we're going to test that. Yeah. Every day. So just meaningless, stupid task on that. But I mean, that's fun for them. Other than that, what was the climate of the shop like week to week? Uh, how do you mean? It, just uh, the, yeah, the, the temperament. Vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, the client, I would say high school. Okay. You know, like if you feel me on that, you yep. know, it's like, it's gonna, when you have that many people, so the dude had, he had four shops in Austin, dude, they covered all four corners on it. So, you know, when everybody comes together on it, uh, what would end up happening is, you know, it would be high school. I mean, there's a lot of people, there's like probably 15, 20 people that are there so i mean it clicks up you know you, you find out who wants to be a part of it who's serious about it who's really wanting to learn and then you gravitate towards them naturally just do that and then the people that are shit show you know just like well, don't get away from me you could uh you could get me fired or i, I don't want to be i don't want that you know because if you do something stupid then we're all fucked so well i think once you hit a certain amount of employees whether you mean to or not there's there starts to develop a pecking order well, you know, and then, you know, the thing is, is, uh, you, you can establish it, you know, as, uh, if you know me, if you, if you know who I am, uh, like I will make myself brighter any way I can, you know, if you don't notice me, I'll make you notice me and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make myself something special. I'll make it seem that, that you can't live without me. And that's pretty much the way I went with it uh, on it, you know, as I wanted to be, I wanted to be larger in life with uh, not just tattooing, but just my my personality with uh, with the customers and stuff. So I was very good at it. I was very good at it right away. So, and uh, it wasn't wasn't hard. It was that part wasn't hard to get my spot like secured. Well, you're a very person oriented person if that makes sense but, so. yeah ironically enough coming to like <laughs> like it, it's weird it's like uh like i'm uh, such an introvert like in my younger younger years you know it's just like uh um, but you know how to turn it on when you need to yeah absolutely you know but it, like i didn't get it until like after school you know it's like i i really didn't get it and being uncultured, uh, uh, like literally from the country, just no diversity whatsoever. I was actually kind of surprised at my ability to adapt to that, to uh, like uh, everything. You, you know, you're going from a little town in uh, Minnesota all the way down to uh, Austin, Texas, where everybody is. You know, so now you got... Now you've got every color, like every everybody's like sexual preference and stuff that I've never even seen before. I've never even seen it. You know, I never even met a gay person, not one time ever. You know, and it's like, it was weird. It was like, and the, to be a, like, be a part of that, it, like, it was, it was tricky, but I mean, just was my ability to adapt to it, at least I, I did it relatively quickly. And I'm glad I did, because, you know, it's, it's especially the way the world went. You know, so it makes it easier just to get along with everybody. And that's one thing I, I've always respected about you and, and other older tattooers is their ability to just turn it on like that. Like yeah. You know when you need to, to be that guy in that situation. to the show, baby. Yeah. Like a, yeah. The show must go on, and, and you know how to do it and when to do it. And, and 
I, I feel like that's a skill that's hard to teach to young tattooers. That's a skill that a lot of these introverted people don't have. Um, it, it's it's more than it like literally is so much more than the skill on it. Like I mean, I I appreciate I really love the art. I do love the art, but to have that translate into the tattoo and then into the show, I mean, you could do the best tattoo ever. And that person, if you did not relate with them or like connect with them in any way, right. that experience has been terrible for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and and that that to me is the worst thing that could possibly happen with, with like that connection I have with my clients now. I don't want that. You know, like I, I want like if you don't have a good time, I'm going to make you have a good time, and I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. And like we're going to talk inappropriate. We're going to, or, or maybe not or something, you know, but I'll find a way. And that was like, even working with you for, for them couple of years, that was made it real easy with that is because we could switch gears so fast on it just to cater to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many good reviews did we get just on our, our, our personalities? I don't know, we got a couple for you being too loud and boisterous. <laughs> I'm like, what? Me? No. There was an old guy that kept shouting from the back of the room. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was like, you know, I, was, I am larger than life. You know, I, I want to be. You know, I was like, I, I, I don't want to have it just be so stuffy. Well, and, and it all comes down to your shop dynamic. I mean, yeah. if you have good people around you that that can play off each other and feed off each other and are enjoying each other's company then it's easy but i mean if you you get into a shop where your personalities just don't meet up and mash up it just gets real stuffy really fast it's a horrible and, it's yeah. horrible it's the worst thing ever you know it's uh, it's like having a bad girlfriend like every day for the rest of your the life. The fucking lady wants to go out to dinner again. It's like not, not even like go out to dinner. Go out to dinner somewhere you don't want to go. Like every night, you know. It's like, what do you feel like tonight? Sushi? No, I fucking hate sushi. I think we should have sushi. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I don't. No, it's like, uh, so it is, it is hard. I mean, it matters. It matters who you work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the, all the way around the board. All the way around the board, it doesn't. It's like it really does. You may not be the boss, but you own this here. And if you have something that isn't like working with the machine, it, it, it wrecks everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it wrecks the whole dynamic of it. You know, and it's like I try to explain it to my apprentices now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, listen, uh, like we stand together as a family, or we fall apart. All of this falls apart because uh, none of it will work if we don't work it together yeah you got to have a symbiotic relationship you have to i'm like it is family and no matter what you know uh before the customers or anything you have to have that family bond right there it doesn't matter like no like i always look at it like this uh with anybody that i've ever worked with is i don't even care if you're wrong we'll iron that shit out later you know but uh, i we stand together first and then we'll figure it out from there. But, you know, I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to throw you under the bus and have you look stupid in front of your client. You know, I'm going to back you with whatever decision that it is. And then if I don't agree with it, then we can have the discussion later. Yeah. You know, so. That's a solid way to look at it. And that's, and I think that's a lot of, that's a big reason a lot of shops fail. And throughout throughout traveling and doing conventions and, and going to dinner with other artists, you know, as much as I as, as I did, the one common thing was that from yeah. successful shops that I realized throughout time. 
Well, that's what I saw, you know, in all the different shops that I've worked at. You know, it's like I, I saw like the dyna- if the dynamics were great, the shop was very successful. Yeah, always that you can't fail. I mean, like the, the the reality is is that uh, people want tattoos. People want to have a good time getting tattoos, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, they're going to go to a place that makes them feel special. They're going to go to a place that makes them feel comfortable. They're going to go to a place that does good work. Uh, so again, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from like a first and foremost. You know, it should be passion over paycheck. Yeah, by all means. I mean, like so. I mean, you have to put everything you have into the tattoo, but it's so much more than that. You have to put everything into this. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is not a summer job. It is everything you are. Yep. Then that's your whole life. So I mean, that's like, everything that you will be. You eat, sleep drink like everything about it is tattooing i mean it believe me it comes first yeah if you want to be successful it, it has to be a priority <laughs> it, it sucks because you know life gets busy and and when you have tattooing you get used and, to it yeah but, i i think it's hard on relationships oh uh, definitely yeah. for people who have never been fully engulfed in the tattooing world i mean kelsey and i have gone through that we still go through it sometimes fortunate just, for you though i mean like she, at least she's heavily heavily tattooed right. so she got, but he, she she knew some but you don't know until you're in right it. and it is gonna it's gonna it's gonna put you to the paces right it literally will i mean I, uh, at 44 years of age uh, you're I, 54 bro but yeah <laughs> in my soul you know but at 44 years of age you know like on it you know with the relationship that i have now is 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 fantastic you know but for my whole life i have never never met a person that could walk with me down this road without having some kind of uh, um discrepancy with it you know whether it be the hours um, whether it be the content, whether it be the clients or whatever, you know, there's a lot because what we do is intimate. And like when you have that intimacy with somebody other than, than the person that you're with, they take it to heart. I'll, like, and they get, they get jealous. Uh, they get spiteful and they get mean and then eventually it just fails. And uh, so to find somebody that can walk with this down, especially... It's it definitely hard. requires a lot of trust on all ends. You have to have it. I mean, in a relationship, you should have that anyway. I mean, like from the get go. But I mean, mm-hmm. with that, I mean, for them to put everything they have in, in this dream is, uh, dude, we're so all over the boards, man. It's like, it's, it's so much because, I mean, you never know. I mean, you just, they have you one minute, next minute, you got to be in something, you got to be in it. You know, it's like, uh, maybe you're going to be home at six tonight. Maybe you're going to be home at two in the morning. You know, it's just like, you just don't know. And right. they have to, they have to, they have to believe in you and trust in you that that is like your, your plan is, 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 is the tattoo and that everything that's going into that, you know, and it's, it's hard because sometimes, you know, some people are fucking horrible people, man. It's like they're, they do it for the wrong reasons. I do not. No, like you said, passion over paycheck. Yeah. You know, it's, if you can find somebody in life who understands that and grasps that concept, then you've hit, then you've hit uh, the lottery, I think. Yeah, Peter, for, for sure. sure. I mean, yeah. like, uh, so, I mean, you, you found yours. You found yours. I really honestly believe I finally found mine. So, Is there a question you want to ask her? 
No. <laughs> I no. I try to get a breaking exclusive here. <laughs> you no, know, you get a breaking exclusive. I mean, but that hey, listen, that I mean again, I tell you that one. I mean, those questions come out when I drink the whiskey sober. Chris is still terrified of her. Okay, so so. <laughs> so how how long did you stay in Texas for? I stayed in Texas uh, when I did my apprenticeship. Like I said, I finished it up in a year, so I was there for about I was there for about a year and probably a year and a half on it and uh so so i met a girl Uh it's a great story no Uh shit there i was before can can i stop you before you go down that road really quick i'm curious i have to know what kind of machines were you guys using at the texas shop texas shop i was using uh percy waters machine oh shit and i was using uh national precision uh, swing gates okay uh also like or like listen if you if you busted out a spalding rogers puma machine you're fucking automatically <laughs> fired and now they're like sought after yep. is that something they're fucking gold oh my goodness it was like uh, you know that, that's what it was that and 90s mickey sharps yep. people are spending Dude, I, a I lot one, of money for those fucking things listen i got a contraption from one of my bosses as a gift is a gift one of the like a, just a one-off mickey sharps from the like, dude i was like that's crazy i mean and it was a great machine it ain't nothing like the mickey sharps like they got today are just garbage so yeah. i mean i don't like them if, if if you're listening right now and you you're falling short on what we're talking about as far as machines definitely do yourself a favor and use the google machine and research the machines that we just talked about because they're they're amazing like they, those old irons the, oh the, my. the guy a guy I worked with, he described Mickey Sharps as Hondas. They'll always fucking run and they'll yeah. always fucking work. That's that's a great fucking description of those. Well machines. yeah. Well, I have one in my drawer that will never run. Ever. What did you do to it? I, it just will not. It was uh, all right, so the Mickey the Mickey Sharps came out with the Linomatic. Well, if you want to wrap it up as a wedding gift and give it to me, you Dude, can. Yeah, you, like I'll punt it to you. <laughs> that thing is just that thing is terrible, terrible. You had a thin frame, just never. It, I was like, it's not one of the original dials. It's the one. No, absolutely that came, not. Came after. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, this thing is just. Uh, I was like, I, I think I got. It came with a, a like authenticity and all that, and it was just like what? certified garbage, certified <laughs> trash. I was like, oh my god, just like what happened? What happened? You know, it's it's, it's crazy. You know, it's uh. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but that, that contraption was, you could like throw it at a wall. That thing would stay in tune. The Nationals, uh, you could do the same with them. They weren't all adjustable. They weren't nothing fancy to them. You know, it's like you tuned them to do a job and they did that job. And you could do it day in and day out, day in and day out. And, it, you know, they uh, they held up. They held up real good. So the Percy Waters, uh, those machines, uh, Coastals, uh, again, uh, in, in, in my youth, my hands were stronger. So, I mean, I could have one of the big coastal brass machines or something. You know, that was, I don't even think I could pick one up nowadays. You know, was like, Your so, arm will just fall to the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, I see you got that there brass machine. I go, yeah, I work out. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I mean that was it, uh, and that was uh, for the apprentice uh, for all the apprentices. That's what you got. You got a choice. You got a choice on uh, what machine you want. You got the like the Percy Waters, or you got the Coastal, or you got the National, and you could you could get like the Precision Swing Gate, 
and they wouldn't let you like delve into it anymore so you couldn't get like the the eagle you couldn't uh you couldn't like get any of the fancier um national machines it was because that machine was so durable so what do you start with awesome. my very first machines very first of mine I, puma quick change there and it is the reaper i had yep. superior the soft touch oh wow fucking soft touch i was like oh yeah so chris has now got the soft touch <laughs> you know how that went over it was like I don't know what the hell that means right there with the soft touch. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, though. It didn't. It sounds good. It didn't good. sound good at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the whole thing is, like, it, like, just like with the, just like the Spalding Rogers, it came with the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could wear it with pride because nobody give a shit that you could call yourself a tattoo artist yeah. even if you weren't. I still have the A to Z somewhere. It, you know, the greatest thing about it, all right, so that tattoo, the A to Z on that, all right, so that tattoo that's on the cover... Uh, so I, uh, when I went, to, well, I'll get into California a little more, but, uh, when what? I went to California, there was a dude that I worked with, Chris Reynolds. All right. So his teacher, his teacher's teacher is the guy that tattooed that. Holy shit. For That's, people, for people who want to know, the book is Huck Spaulding Tattooing A to Z. And you know, it's a fantastic book. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if, if you're listening, see if you can find a copy. Good luck. And buy it. And buy 10. Yeah, buy 10 of them. Yeah. And bring them here. Yeah. You'll, get, you'll get free hot dogs for those books. <laughs> little Smokies and yeah. toothpicks. <laughs> I'll even throw in a dozen donuts to sweeten the deal. <laughs> oh, we're playing out the big cards right there. Yeah. So, yeah, so again, all right, so my end of my apprenticeship was because I, I ended up meeting a, a girl there, and uh, she also was an apprentice. Um, very pretty. Terrible tattooer. <laughs> Uh, I want to note again, very pretty. And again, at that time, I'm very young. So uh, to get me swayed that way was uh, probably not one of my shining moments on it. But I did it anyway. So moving on. <laughs> on that, so I, I I had quit. I had quit. She got fired, and I got and I quit because I was upset. You're not going to do that to my sticking it to the man. Yeah, I was sticking it to the man. You know, I was like. Um, so fortunate for me, uh, with it. So when I quit, they took everything. They took everything, uh, any equipment that I had acquired, they took it all. They took it. And it was like, all right, you know so much. See ya. Even though you paid off your apprenticeship. Didn't matter. Okay. Did not matter. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? You know, what are you going to call it? Better business bureau? It basically gave you the biggest fuck off ever. Ever, ever. You know, and that, you know the thing is, is that's not unheard of with it. You know, it's uh, I've seen it done in other shops, even even as recent as five years ago. So you know, <clears throat> as far as it goes, most of the time when you're in it like that, you know, it, it's like, boy, sometimes that passion is one thing, but some people are just dicks, you know, and they sh they honestly shouldn't, they should not teach people with like they just shouldn't teach period i mean it's just counterproductive you're wrecking people more. it's almost like they're self-righteous like oh, I, it, I, I gave this to you now i'm gonna take it away from you yeah it's like without without me you wouldn't you couldn't be here you know it's like yeah i get that you know but now i mean it's like uh with my with my apprentices that i've had over the years is uh i want you to succeed i want you to i want you to go so far past me that the the sky's the limit. I mean, uh, teach me something. 
you know, that's, uh, that's what I'm about. I want to, I want you to teach me something and bring it somewhere that I couldn't, you know, it's, uh, and uh, for the most part, you know, like everybody that I've ever taught, every one of them is, is uh, successful. Every one of them. You know, one of them just opened his own shop in uh, Texarkana. You know, it was, it, it's just, like, great to see. And he, he's incredible. I mean, he's, like, he's an awesome dude on top of it. You know, and, uh, like, another one was my roommate. And, and uh, he's doing fantastic. You know, it's just like... Uh, He's like really came out of his shelf. Basically, you no. Know, if, uh, if you have anything to do with me teaching you, you get a piece of me. And uh, if you know me, that is louder than anything else, you know, and will shine brighter. And you'll be able to carry yourself because they, uh, they listen and they hear me. And then all of a sudden they bring that somewhere else. And you can't say no to them, people. You'll bring us all home like kittens. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds good, you know. Um, so, so where'd you go after you stuck to, it to the man? After I stuck it to the man, when <laughs> uh, the man stuck it to you, whatever. You, they, I think they stuck it to each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I didn't even know how that went there. So after like, you mushed tips and left, <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a, it was literally more like a, a headbutt on there. You know, just like pretty aggressive drafting. So talking <laughs> wasn't hurt. Get over here. <laughs> it was just drafting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like so, the, uh, this is uh, fortunate for me. On it was um, okay. So, an uh, owner of a tattoo shop in Hawaii called Skin Deep Tattooing. Still there, I think. Yeah, it was uh, owned by Winona Martin, and they called her Nani Lani. Nani Lani had a, a shop in in Oahu. Uh, then she also had a shop in uh, San Diego then she had a shop in Northern California and she also had a shop in Little Hollister, Missouri ironically enough my mother had an antique shop in Hollister, Missouri so I went up there and I visited uh, I was visiting with her because the pretty girl in me uh, ironically enough it wasn't working out <laughs> very saddened by this <laughs> moment of silence for that no actually <laughs> what it was you know so i mean so it wasn't so it wasn't working out at all and you know and i had to really figure out what i was going to do with myself so again in this time there is not a lot of open doors there's not a lot of people that are going to let you in what year was this uh, this is uh 98 99 it would be okay. 98 i got a i got up in northern california at the end of 98 Okay. Did you really even have a portfolio put together at this point? Oh no, they took it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no, but I'm telling you, they took, they took everything. everything. They, they took, took the everything kitchen sink and all. So um, I had a uh, the, now. I mean, you, so you do what you got to do on it. This will be a shout out to probably one of the best dudes I ever met in my life, and he's also just a really great friend. I still keep in touch with him today. Uh, dude's name is Jason Moreau. Uh, he works. He works out of Big Brain in Omaha, Nebraska now, and he's fantastic. That dude's such a stellar artist, and I literally owe my whole apprenticeship to that dude. That dude was just fucking awesome. Um, so he let me borrow some pictures, and put it together in a book. And when I went up to visit my mother, I uh, I went in and met Nani Lani for the first time, and I went into the shop. And I, I was talking to her, you know, and I was I was I was kind of just pussyfooting around uh, with the with the idea of getting a job, 
on there, but I, I said I needed some machines, you know, because I couldn't really go to work because I didn't have any tools. You know, it's like you just can't do anything without any tools. Um, so what she did, uh, she, she gave, she gave me machines and she gave me a power supply and she gave it all to me in pieces on there. These things were, these things were trashed. They had like, pretty much, I think every artist there just like took a little nibble out of it and just made sure it was just completely fucked on it. But I was so happy that I got this box of junk on it because I already know how to build them. So I built up these machines. They're great machines on it. And then she was actually really, really impressed that I knew that. And then she offered me a job. And uh, so you're going to Yuba City, California. Did you explain to her what happened at the other shop in Texas? Listen, nobody gives a shit. Okay. Nobody cares. There's no like, social media then. There's no social media. And you know, it's like there's two sides to every story. And then the third side is probably the truth that nobody's going to ever know. So it, it came down to that's your problem. And I don't yeah, it's like, it. yeah, it sounds like a you problem. You know, so, you know, on it, you know Moving the on. thing was, is, so I mean, what it was, you know, uh, so first I, I rebuilt the machines and then she, she invited me out to lunch. On it. And uh, basically what she was doing, she was uh, establishing my character. So I went, out, uh, I went out to lunch there and she goes, I'm buying. Go ahead, get whatever you want. So uh, there's uh, two kinds of people in this world. There's going to be people that are going to go right for the lobster. And there's going to go for the, the person that's going to go for the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and maybe just a crust on that. You know, it's like I'm not going to take advantage of this. And I'm, I'm the latter of that. So she goes, yeah, I like that too. So, yeah, off to Yuba City I go. You got a job up there in uh, Northern California. I, I remember that story when I went for an interview after – I left the shop we were working at together, and I called you and told you how you went because I went out to lunch. You're like, well, what'd you order? I'm like, I just ordered something simple. He goes, that's good. He goes, and then you told me that story. I'm like, oh, I've never even thought about that. So, Well, there's people that take advantage of a, of, of a situation, and there's people that, like, it meant the world to me that uh, somebody was giving me a chance, and, you know, with it. So unlike the puppy mill, now my career finally begins. Because now, in the, like these guys, Jack Rudy owned Tattoo Land in San Diego. Yep. Okay. That that shop has had every bad motherfucker that is ever like ever tattooed has run through that shop. You know, and like I am a part of that list now forever. Uh, and it, that is like the, the the greatest thing ever. And then like the the caliber of artist that I all of a sudden get thrown into was uh it was mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and you know it was uh probably the biggest opportunity that i will have ever had in my life on it so it was, it was great so i drove it's uh i drove jack rudy's daughter out to california from uh from missouri and i drove i drove the daughter to uh, uh san diego and then went up from san diego and i went up to northern california and and set up roots and uh, did that and worked with Nani for, uh, I worked with her up there for, I'd have to say, seven, eight months before, uh, and uh, again, I'm not cultured. The owner of the hair salon that she had the, the little tattoo establishment there was gay, like really gay. And I went up there and I didn't have a place to live. So I'm living at this gay dude's house on it. You know, I'm, I'm fucking terrified. 
I was like, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. You know, and I was, I was, I was like, God is like, I, I got what I think it is. And then, uh, um, but it not the nicest, nicest, nicest dude ever. John God, he was awesome. But so they got in a cat fight. Uh, Nani Lottie, I mean, I mean, like, I'll tell you what, knock down, drag up fights. So you ever see two chicks fight? It's nothing nice. There's fur everywhere. But anyway, so um, she had uh, kicked the doors off the hinges. Uh, Nani did, and they're like this, and she goes, "Chris, you're going to San Diego." After I go, <laughs> heading down there to go work at the famous tattoo land. Did she just travel like throughout her own shops through the whole year? Like she would go wherever she wanted to. Okay. So I mean, there's there's tiers of uh, where tattooers are. All right, there's 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 people that are on the first tier, second tier, third tier is where I honestly think I am, and then there's fourth tier people that are um, like legends, and uh, she that would be her, you know. It's uh, so she will be able to go anywhere in the world on it, you know, not just anywhere in the country, wherever, wherever you want to go. She's known everywhere, internationally. So, it was like, that was, that was incredible. It was incredible to go down there. San Diego was a trip. So then how long were you at Tattoo Land for? I was at Tattoo Land. I ended up getting fired from Tattoo Land on that uh, for my excitement. <laughs> You're too excitable. You have no idea. I would be there. Um, I like so. Like I tell my my apprentices now. You know, that again with it. Like either you leave with the restraining order, or you leave with a job on that. Well, in this particular case, I think I was pretty borderline ready to get a restraining order because I I would never leave. I mean, I was so blown away by all this. I would never die day off. What's that? I no 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 no. I mean, it's like I'm there. I'm there, and these, if these guys are working and somebody would come in for a tattoo, because these are street shops. So if somebody was coming in for a tattoo, I would scoop up a tattoo and do it right there. And I was like, and that's like, uh, that's a cardinal sin. You don't come in on your days off and start taking people's money. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, you weren't fully housebroken yet. I was not. I was like <laughs> pissing all over everything. You know, I was like, Jesus, I just couldn't be trusted. I just want a tattoo. I was, like, I was just like, I don't know. It's like all the tattoo artists are there and I'm humping their legs. I'm just like, this is uncalled for, really. But uh, now, so, you know, I worked there. I worked there. I, uh, God, it would have to been, I was probably there for six months or so. Uh, six, seven months. Like, and then when I finally got, uh, when I finally got let go, you know, then I went to uh, Pacific Beach, and and that's where the real fun began. And then I worked right right across the street from Avalon. You know, so I got to meet all them guys, and you know them guys too. Yeah. And an incredible dude. These guys are just incredible. What year was that? That would have been ninety uh, nine. Okay. Ninety eight. Well, yeah. no, ninety nine on there, right, and going into new millennium there as, uh, and that was, that was awesome. So that was so cool, man, because, like, when you got, that was, like, uh, 6th Street had a bunch of street shops in Texas. California is a whole nother animal mm-hmm. on it. You don't have just one shop that's good. You have all these shops that are just amazing. They're just, like, they're tattooing at a whole different level. It was, like, going out to the East Coast, too, you know. They're just at a whole nother level. And uh, Why do you think it was like that at that time? 
versus Texas. Oh, like versus Midwest. well, nobody was going there. Nobody was going to Austin yet. It wasn't. It wasn't a hit. You know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. it, like their traffic jams weren't shit yet. You know, so I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of people. And then you go to uh, you go to California or you go to like New you go to like the East Coast. You get anywhere over there. There's so many people. And nobody comes to the Midwest on vacation. They leave the Midwest and they come in waves. And so you have more opportunity to, A, you're working with the, the highest caliber artists out there. You know, like, so you get to see a whole different style of tattooing. Two, you've got more like the, the canvases that are coming in and the clients that are coming in are so many more. So you are tattooing at such a higher volume than than you ever would like in texas at the time i mean not not taking anything away from texas i mean they had uh chris trevino was really good john sig was really good um like they were great and they were great at what you did but who the hell was i i was nobody so i mean it was like you have to yeah like out there you had to change your game up you had to be somebody special you had to make yourself uh stand out because there's so many artists that are a lot better than you and uh so and that worked out really well. I did really well with it. I made I made I made really good money. I'm very young, you know. Was uh, and then uh, you know I got I got caught up in the I got caught up in the three year three year four mark with it and, uh, and it changed my whole life with it and I blew it. It's like California, I blew it. So I went down a whole drug path instead. And just watch the career just go away, you know. Didn't and didn't actually get it back until uh, two thousand uh, two thousand one. What what started steering you down the, uh, the drug path? Oh, what started? Yeah, oh. like is is there a point where you're like, okay, this is when I. <clears throat> well, it, it, there there is a point with it, you know, as like you get uh, so like submerged into it, you know, and. Uh, so I'm very young, you know, I'm, I'm in good shape. I skateboard all there. So becoming a, what they would call in California as a transplant is uh, very easy. So I was, I was uh, welcomed in to like the whole scene. Not like you don't like you go to California and you might see some things. I go to California. I've seen everything, you know, and it was like I didn't just go in dip a toe. I went in head first, you know, and I got caught up with it, you know, and it changed like it literally took everything everything is away from me as fast as i had it so so um, so i flee from california and i head back home and then uh from that time you know like uh coming back to minnesota i'm already potty trained you know i know the lingo i know the people i know you know i know things you know so getting a job isn't hard so i did you know and i actually got a job right down the street from here but uh, it was incredible tattoos at the time. So, was, he knows. He knows. <laughs> no comment. Top flight establishment? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. No comment. Like, we'll, just, we'll just say that was probably not, uh, uh, I was coming back from California as a recovering addict <laughs> going into it. <laughs> not the best place? Well, you know, I mean, you know. He was going into second base, California. There, I they're think. really, really just a really low. Like, imagine like California's like maybe like the Mercedes, right? And then coming here was just like the trailer house. <laughs> it was horse shit. It was really bad. The guy was just a he, the guy was a loser. Anyway, um, did his name start with a D? It did. Okay. 
and it ended with suck. Yeah. So uh, on it, you know, it was uh, it it was that was it, you know, and it was like for um, I would have to say a good portion of my career, um, you know, I got I, I like went to sleep, you could say, you know, and uh, when I finally sobered up uh, and stopped I stopped doing drugs was like a really great rebirth into this industry because when I came out of the clouds everything in the industry had changed on it you know it's like I was I was blown away now that uh, tattooing had left the realm of bikers and gypsies and went to full-fledged artists with art degrees and this mountain of knowledge and all of a sudden these people are nice and they're talking about it and they're telling you stuff and you know so um literally i would have to say coming back i would like i think 2000 uh like 2012 would have been the like the greatest year was there was so much growth and i do have l to thank for that well and two you know the early 2000s to mid 2000s that's when everything started getting on television and and everything's starting to be more mainstream well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it was the thing was is nobody was keeping the information from when I started. Like, if you knew something, you kept that and you you used right. that to make your money. You didn't tell anybody nothing. Like, if you know somebody, somebody else don't. You're going to make more money. That's the end of the story. Well, those are your trump cards. Yeah, that's what you use, and that's what you have. You know, what I mean, like there are certain guys known for certain things. Now there's guys that are just in, just absolutely insane, like insane. You know, like. I look at it and I'm like, why do I even do this? You know, it's like, you guys are so, so, so good. But, you know, the thing is, this is why I do this. This is exactly why I do this, um, is to grow and to change and to adapt. And, and like, this ongoing thing is just even, like, why you would have this 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 podcast here, you know, is to educate maybe, or, or maybe I'm full of shit. And, you know, now y'all know it. So, I mean, like, uh, but the thing is, is, is such a, such an ever changing industry and every changing every day, man, to be a part of it and to grow with it and to meet the great people and all these artists and that are just now coming out. And like, it's, it's awesome because we might not all get along, but there's such a huge group of us now that do. And the the amount of knowledge that there is to gain from it is just like, uh, just, I mean, look at it. It's in the time that you started, from the time you walked into a uh, crazy lady till now. I mean, you're you're incredible, like growth. Right. It. Yeah. No, I, it's it's crazy how far tattooing's come in the eight years that I've been here. Right. Um, and it it it'll be interesting to see where tattooing ends up in 20 I just imagine years. when I retire I just hope I get to retirement you ain't retiring I, bro well <laughs> by retire means I get to be put in a box on it you know because I mean let's face it I mean uh, our 401k tattooers is, don't retire uh, they just die yeah, yeah. our pretty our 401k is pretty shit you know it's like we gotta talk to management on that and it seems like I'm the owner it's uh, <laughs> no, I you, you hit the nail on the head earlier, you know, and you said we have the greatest jobs in the world and that's part of it. The the evolution of this in, in the learning curve has just fucking shot through the roof in the past the, fi- the past five years especially. I, I would I would say that. I'd say a solid five years. I yeah. mean it's like the huge growth. I mean like we're like watching watching people just absolutely blossom. Yeah. Like, uh, like with record speed. 
people in, in year two, year three, year four, just doing incredible things. Incredible. I mean, it's just nothing shy of just impressive every time you look at it, everything they do. And it's, it's so good, you know, and I'm, I am just, I feel blessed to be a part of it. You know, no matter what it is, even if it's maybe even sitting on the sidelines for some of this and just being able to watch it, just being able to be a part of this, you know, to, you know, I'm not, I'm not just getting into it. So, you know, I mean, it's nice that you get a, get a rapport with people and they just can't wait to tell you stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, you got to try this new thing yep. or this new machine or this new ink or maybe try this style or uh, it's like this kind of needle or whatever. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that goes into it. And to not get stuck. I mean, there's, it, it reignited a passion uh, for it, and and like that I had from when I was 21. You know, it's like, or from the time I was 13. But I mean, that's, that passion gets lit up again because there's so much cool shit to do and learn every day. So it just never ends. Yeah, it's crazy how you can log on to Instagram or any social media and you just see all this new product that's coming out and all I mean, I mean you can't five years up. ago you couldn't tell me I went to believe you if you said you know shit's going wireless and now <laughs> right now Adam's got a wireless dildo that he tattoos with on a daily basis so it's it's it, fucking nuts dual purpose <laughs> it is dual it's for purpose. his pleasure not yours well it's for everybody's pleasure <laughs> you know but I mean it, 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 tell me that ain't just that's incredible it's, it's absolutely it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was slick when I had a wireless foot pedal. Now this guy's got no wires. Yeah, it's like know. Pinocchio. He cut them shits. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I re- I remember you know thinking like when I first got into tattooing, you know, you remember the first time you set up and you're just, it's a fucking mess, and you're yeah. just like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing? And I just thought to myself like, why can't it just be like a remote control? I don't. Why I just can't? Why can't it be like that? And then yeah. boom. 15 you, years later. Do you remember the first controllers for the Nintendo that were wireless? Oh, my God. That is exactly what it was when the first wireless tattoo was a infrared beam that had to be in connection with itself in order for yep. it to work. That was the first wireless. Yep. That, fucking fantastic. It was like that thing was the biggest pile of shit. But, I mean, like literally, I mean, what, what that fed is what you have now. Yeah, the small leap. That yeah, small little leap. Now, what do they got? The the uh, power supplies are smaller, smaller, yeah. smaller, Tiny. smaller, smaller. Now you just plug it in the top. Of the well, now you can go. run them off your fucking iPad. We don't talk about or your iPads. watches. Like, they got those eye watches now that you can. I, what's I? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. That's what it is. We're <laughs> Android people. Oh, somebody got triggered. <laughs> iPad users of the world unite. Yeah. <laughs> now you just lost eight viewers. <laughs> we're, we're down to two. Yeah. Down to two viewers. But no, yeah, I mean, it, it is amazing, you know? I mean, like, the, my fucking power supply for one of my machines goes right on top of the machine, and it's got fully adjustable voltage. Right. It's full, That's crazy. It's literally right. Yep. Right, I press it right on the... And I got to, I got to use it this first time um, at the Minneapolis Tattoo Convention. Did you and, get it from FK then, or...? No. No, I bought it on fucking Amazon. FK is only pre-ordering right now. Yeah, it it works just as good as the super expensive ones and lasts you dirty just as long. <laughs> I I've been buying so much equipment these past few years. I mean, that's pretty much where all my money Go goes. Ahead, I'm listening. Is is into R and D, and it's <laughs> yep. it's silly. It's it's just it's become silly. Well, I mean, 
oh, everybody's like reverse engineering these things. You know what I mean? And making it extremely it. public. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at what point did you kind of mentally know that it was time to make a transition from a worker bee to like running your own establishment? Oh, when, when my uh, clientele uh, started growing and growing and growing and growing and uh, their expectations and my expectations wasn't meeting the, the shop's expectations, you know, I was, uh, I was being told to do one thing, you know, and, uh, I, like in my heart, I know that I just didn't feel right doing it. You know, it's like, I never, never, ever believed in punishing my clientele, especially my loyal clientele to the point where they have to give me more money than what they used to, you know? So I just, like, I just didn't agree with it. And it was just one of the things that, that I was fortunate enough to meet my partner and had uh throw the idea out there. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I was like, I, I, it's not that I don't think you can do it. I just think I can do it better. You know, it's, uh, and if it's not my shop, I don't got to say now it is mine. And I got, I got ultimate say on, uh, how, how I, how I think things could be done, you know, with it. And even with that is, uh, for, for my apprentices and, you know, I want them, I want them to be able to, um, establish themselves. You know, it is it is about that. Not only do I want them to be able to come to the shop, but I want them to want to and keep coming back. You know, make it like make it a home, make it inviting. You know, make it a, a really good learning experience. Just just the overall positive work. Well, yeah, it really is. You know, it's like I, I, that's uh, you know, I mean, I really think in this life you get you get it out of it what you put into it you know and if if you're a negative person you're just gonna your life's gonna suck man i'm just i don't want to be a part of that so (laughs) just try to put it out there put out good vibes with it you know and just like have it it, and hopefully i'm contagious and then they hopefully they do something that's that you know nice and thoughtful and hopefully it just continues on and it goes and goes and goes because it all comes back that way and then you know it's you you know what it's like when it's negative it's horrible it's like you don't even want to get up you don't want to go it's it's more work just to walk through that front door like than it is to do anything else especially when you're just seeing it and it's just uh disgusting yeah. I, I remember i took a mentoring program one time and and the person who did it said put out there in the world what what you want so mm-hmm. if you want money you know give money away and and you know what else and it's a strange concept to hear and it's a strange concept to kind of put in place but it's true you know i i i believe that fully and you know i i like it when clients tip me but i also when i go out i tip very well and it's, i do too it it, it comes back it, it's it's nuts how that shit works i i always go you know surround yourself in a company of kings you know and you'll be a king you really will you know it's like surround yourself with the best pe- people possible you know, uh, like the people that are going to nip at you and, and, and try to take bits of your soul as they go, get rid of them. Just mm-hmm. get rid of them. They're, they do nothing, and you do nothing by having them there. So you just let them, let them go and just surround yourself with the best people possible. And in your heart, you know what you know who they are. You know what they are. You know. So um, in that, that's that's where the growth is. It's like really taking a look inside, outside. 
of it. And like you said, put it out there. Put it out there how that you want it to be seen because that is you. Whether it is, no matter what it is, your attitude, your tattoos, this, your ethics, like literally all of that transcends out. It, it, it all does. And, and that's the best possible way to do it. You know, just uh, have everything, everything, everything go out good and it'll come back. It'll all ripple. So, mm-hmm. What's it been like opening a shop? A lot of work. <laughs> I had a lot of money and a lot of work, you know, and it's like, you know, with the... Uh, um, I mean, was there was there shit that you... Obviously, there's shit you expect to happen, but is there, like, I mean, what what's kind of some of the stuff you've ran into that you're like, oh, I never <laughs> would have thought of this having to deal with it? Uh, dealing dealing with uh, politics. You know, like, I never had to deal with politics before. I mean, what I mean by that is uh, going in there and dealing with people that have no idea what you do, but they think you're the fucking devil. They honestly, they, they you know, you get into, like, I, I'm... I opened up shop in Isani. Isani is a very, very, very small town. You know, there's a uh, five thousand people there. It is growing, and it's very, it's a very young town. And now, the, fortunate for me, the committee, uh, like the town's committee, is also very young too, and open for new ideas and new changes and stuff. So, fortunately, I was able to get in that way, especially with the help of my partner. Like she. Uh, she is a resident there and also a fixture there. So, I mean, it was like, if you had to look at me, like, out of the gate, you know, coming into a little town, and you look at this grizzled, old, grumpy-looking dude down there, you're just like, um, hell no. That was going to be, the like, the first way. No way. So, I mean, uh, you know, she's she uh, kind of paved the way and, uh, and, and went through there. Now, like, dealing with state issues you know um permits friends and family you know because everybody wants to be your friend and family at that time you know until it's time to get dirty well everyone wants a discounted tattoo well it's not even so much a discounted thing you know it's like you know i i will i will say like this uh family it, when in in the building of my shop um family was the biggest letdown of, of it you know like uh not like not my whole entire family i want to clarify that i mean just certain people doing certain jobs for it you know the expectation that they had out of me and my expectation that i had out of them you know like uh, i only had one goal in mind that was to finish the shop get it built get it open mm-hmm. and start going to work you know and uh you know with some of the construction you know guys were like just him hawing making excuses and stuff well so what ended up happening i got my hands dirty on all of it you know like uh there is there's so many like so many great people that helped me um with it but on it i was able to like be a part of every inch of the build of that shop whether it was the framing the drywall the flooring you you, you name it the only thing that i didn't do is any of the stonework and the electric work build because i like i have no idea he just didn't go in there and start touching wires. Together. I do, I do that anyway. I mean, like, I mean, we we can't even have metal fucking silverware in there. I'm just not to be trusted, you know. I was like, but I mean, it was it was great because like everything I got to do, I got to be hands on with it, and that mm-hmm. you know that made it more personal too. Like that literally is my baby, on it. Well, you have a sense of of reward and completion because well, you, it, you and, went and in it. It's so like like she's so new. You know, she's like a newborn, you know, like a newborn calf, you know, with them little, little stretched out legs, just getting ready to run. 
but you know it's catching traction you know it, it it takes time you know you have to be patient and establish yourself especially in such a small community to make sure you stay a, a positive part of that community mm-hmm. because they can get rid of you just as fast as you got there so yeah i th- i think that's or that has to be one of the hardest things for you in a small town that it's not going to take much to make your name go bad there no well, i mean when you're in minneapolis there's how many thousands of shops and and people might not even know about you but when you're in a small town and you're that well, tattoo you're, shop so that's that i mean the, that's should be the mentality of it even if you're in a big city you know i've been in i've been in the cities for the last you know like i've, I've been doing this like 20 years all over the place you know and uh, one thing that has never changed is uh you got one reputation you, know, you you have one person that you're going to send out of that shop no matter what every time you do a tattoo your name leaves out of that and i mean that will make you or break you on it i mean no matter where you are you will either get known for being able to do quality work or not and then and once it's gone it's you it's gone. you might never ever get that back yeah well i mean it, it takes a lot i mean it takes a lot to it you know i mean there's a uh, hopefully i'll never i'll never know so, so hopefully i'll never know so far the town is pretty opening and welcoming so i mean it really is you know as uh you know like i've met the mayor he came to my uh grand opening yeah, did the ribbon cutting yeah did wow. the, yeah That's the awesome. chamber of commerce came out did uh like they made they made like a big deal we made the paper you know, and it was, I thought it was incredible because, you know, it was a lot of people that I was rubbing elbows with that don't even necessarily get tattoos, you know, but I bet they know somebody that does, you know, and uh, now, you know, to put myself out there, I did exactly what I wanted to do with the grand opening was to make myself more personable, you know, like that you could come up and talk to me no matter what. Put a face to the name. Yeah, well, just put like put a voice to the face, you know, like, um, and then you you can see that I that I am knowledgeable, I am capable, and you know, so they're not just having somebody in there that's a hack or 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 somebody that's not taking it serious, you know. It's like I really want to do uh, root myself in that community and be there for for years and years to come. So. That's that's really good that they came out and showed that kind of support. It was crazy. That's it was, really it was, good. It was such an incredible day. That says you know? a lot. Yeah. So it's like I, I was I was I was absolutely just uh, there. There isn't words. There isn't words for it. You know, it was such a such a big day. You know, and, and talking to it, and then my 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 kids holding the ribbon. Well, my kid, and then my bonus child. <laughs> so, <laughs> what what's the biggest hurdle? so far owning your own tattoo studio shop um i i you know what i think it uh i think it's finishing it you know it's uh uh you know like deciding what you want to put there you know you got the space on this wall and you got the space on this wall uh how do you want it to be you know like what do you what do you want it to portray do you want it to be a street shop do you want it to be custom shop you know it could, I mean, the, the yeah. it could be whatever I want it to be. Or, you know, so. if uh, your apprentice uh, leaves the circle style back and somebody uh, snatches it. That too? <clears throat> say, sorry, say it again. 
Yeah. Come a little um, closer to Mike. <laughs> when, uh, you know, when your apprentice leaves the circle saw back and uh, somebody picks it up and uh, takes it away. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was helping that, him I mean, finish up some trim one day, and then uh, <laughs> we, you, we just grabbed some lunch and just sitting inside, you know, and um, partner came back, and they're like, oh, where's the saw? I'm like, oh, it's just out back. I go out there, and like, they're like, Cody, did you bring it inside? And I was like, no. No, it's, it's out there plugged in, ain't it? No, it ain't. Thought he was fired instantly. Yeah, I was. I was like, ah, oh, here we go. legs and walked away. Just wet bullets. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I, I think you're going to run into that, like any any community. The greatest thing about that community is that it is, uh, uh, I think, seventy-eight to eighty, like eighty-three percent of the people that live there own their own homes. So you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of riffraff that goes in there you know there's like the employment rates real good again like i said the community's very young but everybody's really employed and uh, uh it's very tight-knit community so it's really good so when that happened it was like man we live by the one apartment building that just feels they needed a saw <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well if that's if that's the only thing that that's happened that's been bad so far oh they stole my uh they stole my decal out the window <laughs> oh yeah yeah we had somebody did that one they, they peeled it off <laughs> they oh, peeled it no. off mm-hmm. holy shit oh man wasn't there two no there's just one now that's, yeah it's uh, the lucky one as far yeah. as i didn't go for two was it the person who wanted the saw that's the question you no know, maybe they wanted to wrap the saw in it you know it's like it's pretty styling right now dewalt's kind of ugly to look at so i'm just wrap it up in idle hands you know that's great artwork let's do it Okay, you have a security system there, surveillance or anything? Yes. Okay. So no footage of them. Didn't have it at the time. Oh, we, were, gotcha. we were we were just building. I mean, like like I all honesty, I mean, uh, I don't even think we were open yet. Okay, that's understandable. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just getting everything ready. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So now yeah. Now I got them. Don't fuck with them now. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys see a saw laying out in front of a shop, I would advise you not to pick it up. Because <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. This is Liam Neeson's <laughs> uglier older brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it been like mentoring younger artists and teaching artists how to, how to tattoo? Because since I've known you, you've had three now right there's johnny parkour well you know and then cody and then caesar right yeah and then well even on top of that is is like even the the ones that that were coming in that didn't need an apprenticeship but i mean i i had michael um that he he really needed his foot in the door to get into the industry himself already a fantastic artist but not not really a strong portfolio just like somebody else i know that came in also, with not such a strong portfolio, I had it, it, it like uh, Adam Chido. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was me, it was me. <laughs> but on it, I mean, like your technical abilities were were really good, but I mean, you had nothing really to showcase it. So, I mean, even on it, even you coming in there was uh, just changing your outlook of it too on there. So, you know, I, I guess I put my two cents into. I try to with everybody that I interact with uh, and everybody that I've ever worked with ever in my whole career. You know, if if it was something new that they were getting into, um, establish a a, a solid set of uh, ethics for them because it's going to carry you for the rest of your career. And if if you get set the right way, the sky's the limit. 
go the wrong way, you ain't going to do it. You're going to make it. The one thing I've appreciated about you is you're there when someone needs advice. You'll mm-hmm. give it to them. But you're also, you'll be there and listen and not talk when the time's not needed. Because sometimes people will just shove shit down your throat and it's not what you need. Sometimes you just need someone there to vent and listen. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you you need a kick in the ass. So. You shouldn't sugarcoat anything for anybody, you know, with the, the like uh, the the constructive criticism in this is so valuable of it because I mean the, the the minute you think your shit don't stink or like you know it all it is like you might as well hang it up mm-hmm. it's over for you you know you're gonna die with the dinosaurs on it you know there's so much to learn and you have to be open-minded with it you know it's like I can't I can't impose my will on everybody you know it's like I've been here for 23 years you know because none of that matters nobody gives a shit nobody cares you know as uh, uh in that, you know, the, the best advice I can give, you can take it or leave it, you know, but I'm not going to, I will try my best to give you all the positive shit I can, you know, but if, if it does come out to be constructive criticism, instead of just telling you what you did wrong, I'll try to tell you how you could do it right. Instead, you know, something else to try, maybe some food for thought, you know, as, uh, you know, great dude once told me, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the world's best okayest tattooer you know and it was, you know the dude is awesome uh you know garrett he said that to me and i was like yeah that's me that's uh that's totally me right there in a nutshell you know it's like i'm not going to be the best there is but i know stuff and i've learned stuff from from some really amazing people and if i can pass it on i'll do it you know if i can help you to get the right way i'll do it and if i can help you be honest with yourself I'll do that too, and like even working with you was great for doing that because uh, like you're so harsh on yourself. It is the you know just like I, I've watched him whip himself with a cat of nine tails. You know, just like I mean, it, Michael, it was a heart. You know, it's like I'm just not worthy. You know, it's like put your clothes back on. <laughs> Kelsey can attest to my pile of ripped up drawings at home. <laughs> Ripped up drawings, a lot of tears, you know, ripped up clothing, you know, some blood. For me, for me personally, it's hard because I feel if I lose that hypocriticalness of myself, then I'm not going to grow. Because that's what helps me grow is by looking at what flaws I have in the work I've done. You should never lose that. You know, you should always see that because I don't care how long you've been doing it. You know, even your best piece. Uh, you know, is going to have human error. That's the great thing about having a soul. You know, I mean, it, it, you're going to see it. And if you're honest with yourself, every tattoo you do has flaws, and you'll find them. And the thing is, don't lie to yourself. Just, like, see them, grow from them, learn from what you did, and do it better next time, you know. And uh, and then you're going to have a whole other set of flaws in there. Fuck, it just never ends. <laughs> it's just never good enough. <laughs> well, you know, but, I mean, that's the thing is, like, uh, I mean, especially for you, Adam, like, you change up gear like supplies whatever uh, the machines the power supplies and everything and continuous continuous growth on that and you say you make yourself do it every yeah. six months yeah I, I i have to force myself to it it's like it's not really reinventing yourself it's just expanding your reach you know i mean i look at it the the same thing when i started doing jujitsu 12 years ago mm. you know it's like those lessons you can apply to anything in life including tattooing like you like you said the minute you get comfortable is when you fuck up. I mean, the growth is uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, it's like you learned that from the rock lobster. 
Well, the, the shocking thing from so when I first started here with Adam, must have been like a week or two in, and like he looked at me and he goes, "What do you think about this design?" And I'm like, "This guy's been fucking tattooing forever and does phenomenal work, and now he's over here asking me what I fucking think about a design." Like, what the fuck? And it, it was it was weird. It was like this moral confliction that I had. Like, do I go down the road of just saying, "Oh, it's fucking cool," or do I like genuinely give him my fucking well, you do honest opinion? Handies. I do give what good handies. <laughs> I work wearing a sandpaper glove. Right? I've worked behind a dumpster long enough, bro. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know the good. That's I mean, it is the good. The, the greatest thing though is like the. the what he what he's searching for is what we all search for, you know. Is like, uh, like, can I do it better? Yeah. I mean, is is there something that I missed? Uh, like, uh, need to see it with a fresh set of eyes, and maybe a younger set of eyes, or maybe like a, a rookie, you know, because they're going to see stuff that you don't. I mean, it just like you know, you'd be surprised if you just open up and listen to what you'll learn all around you at any given time, and it would be, and it'd be something that completely changes you. That completely uh, just completely changes your direction on how you do it and then how you approach it and everything. So I mean, I don't know. It works. It, I I don't know. I just go with it, and hopefully I'll continue to do so and finally learn how to tattoo. Yeah, you know, if you go in with your mouth shut and your eyes and ears open, you can learn so much shit. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's never ending. That's why it's a, it's a, it's like I say, the greatest job ever. I mean, this it, it's new every day. Right. Well, it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Or it can be stagnant too. Well, it, it's different every day because everybody's skin is different, it, it, well, and the, every part it, of the body is different. It, it, and you just never know. It's it's one of, it's one of those jobs where it's it literally is a roll of the fucking dice every day. Every day. There's no there's no set formula. There's no consistency. And eight point five volts does not work on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just we had to throw that in there, you know. It's like, but I mean, it, it is it is truth, you know. It's like uh, just, you know, just stop, you know. If you hear one thing, do not take it as the gospel on it, because tomorrow it will it will and can change. Yeah, on that and everything that you thought you knew, all of a sudden you know very little, you know. Well, and with a handcraft, like everybody does shit differently. It's gonna be so a trick that works for Adam or you is not might not necessarily work for me. Yeah, and, and and I count on that. You know, it's like I absolutely count on that. This in this industry on that, you take what you need, and you get rid of the rest. And then, you know, it's like uh, what if it don't work for you, move on. Something will. You know, right. it's like it's oh, it's, it's going to be different. I don't tattoo like Adam. I don't tattoo like you at all. Yeah, but how I tattoo, I'm, I know I'm able to. Uh, I know I'm able to do clean tattoos. I just want to make them cleaner and better. And then better, and then better after that. So it's like I'm never gonna try to be you, or you with it. I'm just gonna try to be a better version of myself tomorrow, as as I go. So I'll be my harshest critic because I want to be better, and continue to grow and continue to be better. That's ho- hopefully what I teach my apprentices now. I think that's the key to longevity in this career. You know? Yeah, I, I believe I believe that to be true. So. What's it been like for you, Cody, working with Chris? Because I know, I know you had an apprenticeship at another shop, mm-hmm. and then you found your way to Chris. I don't know if you yeah. want to talk about that. You don't have to if you don't want um, to. But I'm curious. Like, 
like just experience at other shops versus this one or <clears throat> like just like it or well all right whatever you want to talk about whatever i want to talk whatever about. you feel comfortable oh, talking goodness. about um we'll turn this heat lamp yeah, off so your face in a second there was you got 30 yeah, seconds yeah cherry right now um well, that's just it. You know, it's just, just not a lot of talking. It's a lot of watching more so than anything, you know, just you try to say something and most people just dismiss you. But I guess like, I guess what is really nice is um, he, Chris was one of the big forces, you know, Chris and Chris and Mike uh, when I started out. Because, um, yeah, this is it. I, I had, like, one official fucking job at the time. You know, I saved up, like, just under, like, two grand. I moved out of home, you know. And I was like, all right, well, I moved on to Shakopee, you know. Um <laughs> Just stumble on this tattoo shop because so I was like, all right. Um, my my uh, my stepfather um, it was dating. You know, him and my mom just met at the time. Um, and he, you know, he tattooed. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. And so, you know, I I dropped out of high school. Very nasty, wasn't it? Yep, very nasty tattoos okay. right out of Becker. Yeah, yep. And um, you know, help him out with some stuff like that. Watch what he would do with things. You know, and I'd come visit and whatever not and. I thought it was pretty cool, and um, one thing left to another. I didn't get like any art classes. I guess I wanted in school, and there's a, a lot of other, a lot of other like home life stuff too. That like I just school wasn't my jam, you know. And I was just like, well, I can teach myself how to draw at home, and so that's what I did, and just you know dropped out. Just kind of really didn't do too much. Um, kind of backtrack a little bit. Anyway, yeah, you know. But yeah, so just taught myself, like, I guess a little bit of set of skills, got like a good work ethic, moved out, <clears throat> hung around at the shop a lot, you know, and that was just it. He's just like, all right, man, you know, it was probably like maybe like a week or a couple weeks in, you know, finally when they started like warming up and opening up a little bit, you know, and they're just like, well, we'll give you a couple drawing pointers here, you know, and then, yeah, Chris was just like, you know, you either leave with a job or a restraining order and, you know, I hung around and I think I was there for around like three, maybe almost four months, like every fucking day. And this day. was Crazy Lady. Ain't yep. great or yeah. lucky Linda's. Yep. And yeah, if they were open, I was there, you know, and I just hung around and I was drawing, drawing, drawing and just like, hey guys, hey guys, just annoying as fuck, you know, and just fucking <clears throat> hated him. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. He like, you know, he wouldn't openly be like, get the fuck out, but you could, you could tell cause I'd be, I, you know. No, he was. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. Why um, the fuck is he here? I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, but. Yeah, you know, um, I stopped by a bunch of other shops and stuff like that. Shit, I got, you know, my first tattoo was down there, you know, when I was still Lucky Linda's and stuff like that, you know. What was and, your first tattoo that you got from there? Um, a uh, Sailor Jerry Snake and Dagger. Um, got it from the old Bean. So that, was, that was pretty good. The <laughs> Bean then, Machine? Uh, yeah. Bean Machine. Yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, as soon as it got done, you know, Chris was joking about slapping it. And I was just like, oh, ha, ha you know, whatever not. And yeah, sure as shit, I was all I see is this big-ass shadow come by and it fucking, it's going like hell. That was, that hurt, that hurt. Oh, and that, and that was, you know, that's when. That was like, gloved and alcohol. You got, you got a little, go oh, you got a little old school treatment. Yeah, nice. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, and, uh. Yeah, so after that, you know, moved back out. I kind of, kind of got a couple other jobs. I um, picked up my first apprenticeship. Um, it, I don't think it was honestly that it was just shortly after I moved back home. You know, back to Buffalo, and uh, I was doing like some landscaping, you know, on and off, and just odd jobs. Um, you know, it, it fell through, and I think one thing that I really do like, you know, about working 
with Chris is just like he's like he's more open to like yeah get as much information as you can talk with people talking with people is the biggest thing and that's what I think attributed to my first apprenticeship falling through is just because I wanted to get a couple other people's opinions and I mean I knew, I knew these other guys that I've you know like I'd go to the shops and chat with them a little bit but I, at the time I didn't understand that it was such a territorial thing about an apprentice you know going into another shop just to discuss something with another artist you know I was open with them. They knew that I was going to these other shops, you know, and let them know, like, oh, what did you do? I'm like, oh, I went here. And they're like, okay, cool. You know, and I mean, shit, this um, dude gave me a set of machines to have, uh, you know, my mentor at the time to, to try out. He's like, oh, bring them back, you know, I want it to be all goodwill, you know, and, and that it wasn't, you know, I didn't know that. And um, prior apprentice started uh, dating, uh, you know, the guy I was working under at the time, and I'd, she didn't like me. And then, you know, that, that one sailed right out the fucking door, you know, from there on. It's, that's how it goes. And, um, yep. Um, you know, and just, I always, something I always wanted to do, kept drawing. Um, moved to California for a little while. That was, that was good. Yeah, I had this little ranger, and I think I made it to, like, Watertown, South Dakota. You know, look, came out of the gas station. It's raining underneath my truck. I'm like, what went on? Rear axle. Um, <laughs> rear pinion seal went out on it and i was like well what do we do do we just keep going i was like fuck it we're just gonna keep going i think i was there for like maybe a month and then he shoots me a message he's like what you up to i'm like <clears throat> oh you know just got got out to california na, 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 na. and he brought it up at one point in time too he's just like well you think about like another apprenticeship and i was like yeah you know i'm like i'm, I'm just out in california right now like you know i don't i don't know the fuck it then <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, went 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 yeah went cold, a little silent. But you know, I came back home and um, worked. Uh, helped my stepdad out for a little bit, and that that didn't go through really well. You know, me and my mom, we never had a, a great like relationship. I guess you know at the time, like it's it's a lot better now. We can actually talk to each other, but it was very like on edge the whole time, and that just yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, you know, and then uh. You know, I always stuck around a lot of shops, hung around a lot, you know, and had a reception gig at, at Wingnut, and it was really cool to be around artists and stuff like that, you know. Um, you know, a lot of great guys, and they're really passionate about what they do. Um, you know, a lot of shit they do is, is you know, they, a lot of hand-painted shit coming from them. And it was cool seeing a lot of it start, too, and things like that, and... You know, it was, I mean, you know, you watch a lot of Titans, like, button heads at times, too, you know, it was, it was definitely my first week there was, uh, I thought I was going to get fucking, fu I, honestly, I don't think there was a day that I worked there for, like, a, it was like a year and seven months that I thought I was going to get fired. I thought so I was going to get fired every fucking pretty day. Pretty high tension. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you know, that's, they're used to, like, that high pressure, and I guess, you know, and, like, for me. A lot I, of cocks in the hen house. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but you got fired. I did. I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I did get fired. You want to tell that story? <laughs> uh, huh? You want to tell that story? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you, you, don't, uh, you don't call the uh, owner of the business a dick. Oh! Uh, no, I, I wouldn't know. It wasn't a dick. I called him a fucking prick. That's what it was. Yeah, you don't... Uh, you, you don't dick. Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you know, I was just like, kind of at the time. I just dealt with like a... Got into a relationship I, I suppose I really shouldn't have been in, you know what I mean? You just, just being stupid and like a hopeless romantic, and then you let that get involved in front of fucking everything else, and you know, and it, 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 it took me, I think where I'm at right now is exactly where I need to be. Because, um, like, you know, I would, you know, you're like, you have like delusions, or like, well, yeah, delusions of grandeur, or like dreams on like how, like, how would I want to like teach an apprentice? You know what I mean? And, like, how engrossed do I really want to be with somebody and things like that? And, I mean, it's, like, literally, like, everything I thought about it, like, you know, like, 
<clears throat> we we get up in the morning, you know, we go to the gym five days out of the week. You know, you and I mean, Chris. Yeah, 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 me and Chris, you know, we go to the gym, like we train together and it's like it's really cool, like like I literally own him. For yeah, years. yeah, you know you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't from eight o'clock until he goes to bed, and sometimes <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. A few hours later, yeah, yeah he peeked through his window. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still yeah. there? Yeah, I, I wake up and he's just like sitting there in the corner, just looking at me, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh you. man, like I'm like, like howdy, a creepy old man. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know what time it is? I'm like. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I do, I do, you know. Time to pay your apprentice fee. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, that's, that's kind of a unique apprenticeship, you know, because, I mean, it's not it's not like, okay, you just you kind of punch out at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, you're, you're kind of living it, you know, kind yeah. of like how you we know, did this before. Gonna, well, you know? I'm, you know, and, like, that's just, like, a lot of what, you know, he was touching on earlier. It's just, like, you know, for me, like, that's the city. Yeah, you can, you have to, I've seen people execute really good tattoos, but then I've seen, like, clients... And, you know, people get really upset just because of, like, how their whole experience went or how their shop experience went, too, you know what I mean? And then and, and to attribute to, like, Bear as well, he's a great, you know, he, like, the people that he gets engrossed with and, like, the stories he tells and, like, a lot of, I guess, like, the artists that, you know, I've seen and stuff like that. Like, when they do get into those stories and, like, when they get engrossed with their clients, like, you, you never see them leave unhappy. And you, you see them come back time and time again. And it's really cool, you know, because... I didn't come from the greatest, I guess, you know, like home family and stuff like that and broken home story, yada, 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 whatever. But it's like, it's cool seeing it like it, you know, at work and it's just, you know, like it's I didn't real personal. This. Yeah. Yeah. And here I come like, hey man, what's up? Driving like an hour, you know, to work, an hour home at the time. And like, I didn't even want him. You know, I was like, I didn't even He like, took I, your advice and put it in it your face. Like, he, literally, <laughs> yeah. he literally did. You know, the thing is, when I opened the shop, I didn't want it. I didn't want mm-hmm. apprentices. You know, it's like, you're starting off. Well, it's enough to open a shop it, and like, then let alone have to be your sponsor. everything that you have to establish yourself, mm-hmm. you know, on it. And <clears throat> I'd like, <laughs> with, with that, see, I, I, I got one apprentice, but wait, there's more. If you get this one apprentice, you can have one or same or lesser value for absolutely free. And that one kind of came with it. And uh, I didn't want it. No, he didn't. He like it didn't start out to where he was staying with me at, mm-hmm. at all. Um, you know, he was driving from Buffalo every day to Isani, and that's that's a literal trip, man. That is like uh, that's an hour and a half every day. A youngster with no money. You know, barely enough to get in the gas tank, but he's spending that money to put in his gas tank so he can come and learn and make no money. You know, I mean, and that says a lot to me. Remember that? It's a lot of dedication, money. Like what I was saying earlier, the money and time. You can always make more money, but you can't fucking make more time. No. But, and even like that, even when I got my job, you know, when I went out to dinner and, you know, and it's literally says, uh, says so much about your character about what you're willing to do to achieve this this dream it's like uh, and for most people it is a dream the biggest dream you know and uh for him it was willing to drive an hour and a half every day to come and sit in the shop you know i mean i i, I don't know that, that that spoke a lot so you know he was there a couple months two three months um yeah about that you know and then i was like you know it's i got another room 
you know, at the house, you could save yourself a fuckload of money by switching your car insurance to Geico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was like, I was thinking that right up when you were saying that. That's so fucked up. But I mean, it, so that's what it was, you know. And I, so I talked to I talked to the missus, and she's on board with it. And you know, she's okay. You know, if, if he's annoying, I'll just fucking kill him. That's cool. I said, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, I'm 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 okay with that too. Uh, so, but now I get them. I they on that the ethics go past the shop you know it is your everyday it's your everyday how you get up how you how you go out and uh and you greet the world and you portray yourself you know you're gonna meet everybody and stuff so like we get up and we go to the gym the interactions that we got uh we talk to everybody i mean we're talking to like deputy sheriffs and stuff that we're working out with together and you know he's he's like engaging in conversations with people that a young uh 24 year old never does you know it's like you don't go out of your way to talk to a cop about anything (laughs) you know so but you're in there but the thing is is he's more uh able to put himself out there Mm -hmm. in, in a good light to everybody that he meets no matter where it is whether we're out anywhere Yep. And the fact that he's so young, he's shit, he's only a year older than my son. So, I mean, it's like, I look at it a lot. Not like he is my son, but in the sense, you know, it's like, as I mentor him, it is like literally uh, bringing them to the rite of passage that you would if you had your son. So, I, so I get to mold him in my in an image. image. Yeah. <laughs> my... Michael, you know. That shit's metal. That is metal. <laughs> Chris is over there raising his eyebrows up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's like you know how I interact with the clients now and stuff like that. You know, from going from like a reception job, you know what I mean, and trying to set things up for other artists, and it's like it's difficult. It is that that was probably one of the most difficult things I think. You know, at the previous gig was just like everybody does things differently. You know, and how you have to interact with everybody and things like that, especially when you know you're you're it's it's a, a lot more of a high flow shop than you're used to just like hanging out at you know and then like that was like the biggest thing is like learning what to say what not to say you know what i mean and they mean just making a fucking fool out of yourself and sometimes when you make enough of an idiot out of yourself in in the you know that audience that you're trying to impress it's just not you know took a lot of mistakes and like a lot of growing up you know it's it's important i mean realistically you and the people that are your age mm-hmm. are the next wave. You guys are the future of tattooing. And it's fucking awesome that you guys have linked up and you have what you have and you're mm-hmm. taking what seems to be like the correct path. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I I think so cuz it's just it, like everything just seems to be falling into place. Like I don't think I've honestly ever been so happy with life, you know. Um, it's it's just simple and that's just you how You fucking I, see that? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool because that's just it. Um, you know, my workload is what do I what do I want to draw today? What do I need to draw today? Am I drilling myself on things? Because that's just it. It's it's he just watches what I do, um, and it's just like, am I going to sit down and like just work with a pen, or am I going to work with you know like an actual like brush and ink and try to figure out you know how am I going to pull like calligraphy and things like that, or if I'm just going to sit there with a with a fucking sharpie and try to run it smooth on a you know piece of tracing paper and try to work with like you know just am i going to drill myself today or am i going to sit and like play on my nintendo ds you know and just like well, what yeah, time I'm, am i he gonna doesn't even know i'm just watching him because i can't fucking draw <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> but you know that's that's like one thing that's cool though too is just like all right 
you know, have an appointment coming up. I want you to give me a sketch for it, and I want to see what you're gonna do for it. You know what I mean? And like that's cool because like how many how many places do, you know are you trusted with that responsibility to do? And like that's cool because you know part of me is like, oh shit, like you know I get, I get a lot of anxiety from it. I guess you know because it's just like you know it's like is it gonna get used or is he just gonna fucking scrap it? You know? And like that's I think that's cool. You know what? And it's like the thing is, is it doesn't matter. You know, because mm-hmm. some of it is, you know, and, uh, <laughs> no matter what, like some of it is going to get used in mm-hmm. it, it, whether it even uh, fuels the idea of a drawing that I'm going to do or mm-hmm. whatever. But what it does, it makes you, uh, it, it, like, it gives you deadlines. Yeah. It gives you a project. It holds you accountable, you know, because, I mean, it is going to be something that's going to be seen mm-hmm. by a client that's going to potentially wear it for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's how big it is. Yep. The, that's how big the artwork is. So when you're looking at it, like, anytime you think you're done, you got more, more to Oh, go. man, yeah. I mean, I spent I spend a lot of time, like, I think, you know, if you, like, like the eagle and, like, the snakes I was drawing in there, I think I've, I've probably done them about a thousand times already. The same, the same one. That size, this, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, over and over and over again. And, I mean, I don't mind it. I think it's a lot of fun. And I, it's just training. I think that's, like, the greatest thing is, like, going into it's work. Teachable. Yeah. The, and another thing about it, too, is, like, even, like, that, just, like, just mopping the fucking floor. I love it because it's just, like, hey, man, like, this is the dojo. You know what I mean? This isn't fucking around and, like, you, you know, you're not fucking around in the kitchen or you're not fucking around at, like, some, like, getting drunk and whatever not. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like do you want to take it serious like because this is where this is where it goes down and it's like a lot of the respect and stuff too you know and it's i mean how could you not love this kid well it, it all comes back to attention to detail because that's what tattooing is it, it's mm-hmm. paying attention to what you're doing and why you're doing it and yeah i mean when i came up one of the guys i worked for he would go grab a stack of flash and set it on my desk and i would just sit there and trace flash all day long yeah. And then I would show my tracings, and he would literally red pen them like a teacher. Like, okay, see, you went too far on the line here. You squiggled there. And then the next day, do them again. And it, it, mm-hmm. you know, It's great muscle memory. It's yeah. mind-numbing work, but it's necessary. Yep. But, I mean, every 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 journey starts with a step. You know, it's like, you, it, like I, I was just having uh, this conversation with my other apprentice on it. Because uh, he is still so green on it, you got to learn to crawl before you can walk. You have to learn to walk before you can run. You know, I mean, it's like you're going to have to follow the same path that everybody before you has followed. There is no, there is no shortcut. There's no fast way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so you just literally, you got to bite. You got to take the small bite. Mm-hmm. Then you move to the bigger bite. Then you move to the bigger bite. And then you, you just, you, you kind of graduate yourself to bigger projects. Yeah, well. I mean, but, you could have the sweetest fucking tattoo design, but if you don't know how to fucking apply it to the skin to make it stay on there for life. I mean, yeah, and you can literally bite off more than you can chew. Right. And I've seen it with him. Uh, I've seen it with yeah. Cody, and I've seen it with Caesar both, where they, like, they've literally uh, put themselves in it. Like, if they overwork themselves, especially being this green, fall to fucking pieces. My hands hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever there's nothing finer than the soft suppleness of an apprentice hand you guys can't lift shit Dude, you, <laughs> people will never know the pain until they grab a coil machine and tattoo with that bitch for five hours straight you and you get to the point and you can't even close your hand when I first started with my coils I couldn't even close my hand and then when I would close it I would have to like take my other hand and open, open my fingers up. back up cuz that shit fucking hurt so bad. Oh. Yeah. Look at me now, mom. <laughs> 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 
like, God, this is the size of them mitts I, I got now. super scion hands now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god what are you doing you're up too. <laughs> Michael are you excited <laughs> yes oh perfect so so aside from tattooing um, what do you guys use to supplement your uh, your art intake with or your to I mean to supplement your tattooing what do you what do you guys like to do as far as art mediums and such I like the airbrush. You know, it's like I, I still I, uh, I I really like airbrushing, and uh, I want to learn more on what you started doing with the spit shading, and you know, like mm-hmm. I, I I want to like I that's the one thing I never really learned on it. You know, is the watercolor and the spit shading. That's never been a medium, but uh, that's what we're starting to sit down and get into that on it you know because he's young yet so i mean on, on that like i've already like the things i all have in my brain are, you know it's probably going to take me longer to retain it than it will be for him he'd be like oh my god look at this and do that and then i, I could just write his coattails hell yeah that's, I think it's there. <laughs> yeah um uh for me i don't know that's hard um because i've always been like really prone to just working with like you know just like normal pencils and things like that um, and then so trying to incorporate, uh, I guess, yeah, like, you know, more like pens into it, like more like, like actual ink and stuff like that. Um, you know, like I said, I got, I got a really good exposure to it when I was at Wingnut. Um, <clears throat> you know, I got to watch artists work with watercolors, acrylic watercolors, you know, a lot of ink, um, ink, ink and alcohol and things like that. And I mean, you just watch what they got to watch a little bit of what they do, you know, cause shit, they, they took a long time to, to get to where they were and to learn to what they do with what they had you know what i mean um but you'd watch them bring in some pieces that were just phenomenal and so i just I, you know <clears throat> i dabble in like a little bit of watercolor i like it like inks a lot more and how they come out but i mean it's just a lot of black and gray um i i think it's, it's, it's really hard um how, how about any digital any media? digital i I'm teaching them yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, like, the digital stuff, I guess. I do like, I like... Pers- Basically means he doesn't know how to use it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not really familiar a lot with a lot of the digital stuff. I just, I just like a lot of, like, I don't know, the pen and paper. Just It just keeps it simple, I guess. Um, you when, know, I When feel you like- get further in your career, digital just streamlines yeah. everything. Basically, yeah. every every tool that you could ever have of being right an artist, you have right there in the little handy-dandy box... Yeah, that you can bring wherever yeah, that hard responds though. the same. And when, when people want changes, it's mm-hmm. minutes instead yeah. of hours to make those Unless changes. Unless you have an iPad. Then it's seconds instead <laughs> of minutes. <laughs> then you try and record stuff on it and it doesn't pick up anybody. <laughs> Suck it, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it will accept the uh, hashtag surface pro. <laughs> yeah, I guess like for me, I guess a lot on that. Maybe it's like a little bit of like stubbornness and stuff like that because like I, I watched my grandpa do a lot of stuff and um he like him as him as an artist um you know he used to do a lot more he used to be like phenomenal with watercolors and things like that and i mean but it, was, it would just be crazy you watch like you watch this old man who you know has been a machinist for four years you watch him paint something and then like he just throw it away That's and like and i mean you it would be it would be good and you just throw it away um he a lot of hand crafting you know, made black powder rifles, you know, by hand, literally. He has machined the barrels, every bit about it. The last rifle I seen him, he took five years to make it. 
you know, and the, I think the, one of the greatest things that I can try, and it's st- still hard for me to incorporate it, but like from him, it's like literally patience, you know. Keep that, yeah. But they just like just a, just real, the best thing ever mm-hmm. is with that. You can keep everything from yesterday, mm-hmm. you know. But just imagine to where it can go, yeah. you know, with all these all these things. I mean, like I I started. I started at the very, 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 very beginning, and all these years later, it is so incredible. the The technology, the tools, the toys, literally the the toys. Come on, the toys. <laughs> I just like I'll, I'll, you know, they have stencils now that do uh, like photo realistic quality that you can lay down. You know, I mean, them old techniques. Keep them. Keep them, keep them off. Yeah. But there are things, but don't close yourself down yeah. to the future because you are part of it, or you won't be. That's go ahead. I was going to say that that's great advice, and I I kind of used to look at um, coming from a traditional artist background. I looked at mm. the digital art kind of the same way when it first came around. I'm hardcore, yeah. pen and paper, yeah. oil on canvas. It, you know, just a few years ago, I started to learn how to airbrush and incorporate that into my acrylic paintings and mm-hmm. so forth. And I finally took the dive like full speed ahead into the digital world. And I found an application that I can use it for. I, I kind of stopped looking at it as like, okay, it's just all digital art. And I started mm-hmm. looking at it as like, it's just another tool for the toolbox, mm-hmm. you know? And once I started looking at it like that, a whole nother world opened up for me yeah. and you know, full steam ahead. It's and Michael's right. It does. It streamlines everything and it streamlines it to a point where it's like mm-hmm. you could go back and forth with something on paper for a couple hours mm-hmm. versus fire up a laptop and draw it on digitally. Yeah. And it's just, there it is. There it is. For instance, yeah. 18 times drawn Eagle <laughs> or a 23 times drawn snake. Like literally, and when you yeah, I mean, working with layers, you know, I mean, it it eliminates tracing paper and it eliminates drawing yeah. things on other pieces of paper. When you have, you know, there's there's that thing out of sight, out of mind. It mm-hmm. it fucking holds true, one hundred ten percent. But when it's digital and it's in front of you and you have all those layers, at least for me, mm-hmm. it's there and I can see it and I can and I can go back and go fuck, I fucked up here and I fucked up here. Mm-hmm. Let's change this. Let's make it new again. Yeah, but, and I, I I like doing it. it too with it because even on that with with now these pens and stuff that they have like not, I I'm not even gonna even prop anything iPad I'm talking the Surface Pro that stuff that. <laughs> Michael's over here just getting shamed just shit on iPad shame iPad you. till I die shame you but the thing is that like the, the response of that tool in itself is so incredible. You can make the most perfect stencils on, you on these can, things. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, it can be the most true to life, too, and the most unforgiving thing that you've ever seen in your life when you're laying, trying to do it. I mean, they're, they're, thank goodness there's cheats, you yeah. know, to help you uh, pull it together because, boy, that thing will make you look stupid. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you can be a really good artist and all of a sudden just be reduced to a goddamn kindergartner, you know. It's, yeah. it's not good at this anymore. It's just it, It's that the thing, like, Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's a great tool. This absolutely great tool to, to have. And even, even in preparation of uh, muscle memory, even getting ready for the tattoo in itself. If you can execute it on that thing, chances are you're going to be able to execute it on a tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael? It, it, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I feel like the more you fight technology, you, you can be further further behind in life then. 
I mean, how many tattooers fought Instagram? And now yeah, these tattooers yeah. are trying to trying to play catch up now because Pinterest. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like. I mean, you know how many tattooer, old school tattooers, I ain't getting on that fucking shit, and now Instagram's huge. Yeah. Five yeah. years later. Yep. Hey, can you can you give me some followers? Yeah. You, or like, give me but, some tips. And I mean, even me, I'm just now getting into Instagram. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just now getting into it. You know, it's like I was like, I don't know what I fuck I need Instagram for. And you know, the thing is, it's, it's the like portfolio. Yeah, it mm-hmm. literally is, and that's where I put all my portfolio now. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's like everything that I do. You know, no matter what it is, you know, I put it out there because it's going to be out there. And if somebody does see it, they're going to say is something. Nevermore. You know. Yeah, my book mm-hmm. is five years old. I haven't redone my book. I have not. There's no reason to because everything is digital. I think the only time I take my book out is when we're at a convention. And that's literally the only reason I have it. Just, just in case we're at a hotel and the, the internet doesn't work for shit. You right. know, like, so, God forbid, the internet crashes and shit, and then all of us are just screwed. That is like... <laughs> what are we in the Stone Ages? So, I, I keep a backup portfolio on my laptop just in case that happens. There you go. Yeah. Set up in a slideshow. Yep, I have it on my phone. You know, you go, like, yeah. uh, I have I have so many on my phone that uh, like it literally makes my phone like your iPad. But uh, <laughs> fast and streamlined. Strange how that works. Yeah. <laughs> my iPad only gets bad when there's new updates. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it slows down a little bit. It's yeah. taking piece by piece out of that memory. You That's know, right. Yeah. Well, shit. Um, we're, we're running up on time. Is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about? Or Is there say? anything else that you fine gentlemen would like to talk about? Not that I can think of. You want to uh, plug your shop, plug your social medias? Yeah, uh, we can uh, definitely <laughs> plug the social media. I don't know what that is. What is that? What is that? Where do you <laughs> sorcery you speak of? No, my shop is Idle Hands Tattoo, located in Isani, Minnesota. Um, you can find us at idlehands.mn. At uh, both uh, Facebook and Instagram, they'll both link up right there. And yeah, that's where my portfolio is. And now uh, we're working with Cody right now to get him some more artwork up, <laughs> and also get some uh, pictures of tattoos that he's done, so that the world be able to see it and then harshly judge him for. It. And I was <laughs> like, but it works out good. What's your personal Instagram, Chris? My personal Instagram, I don't yeah. use it. It just use shop. Yeah. Says the uh, the idle hands. What if some ladies wanted to slide into your DMs? Where are they going to do that at? Yeah, they got to do it. Like, are you trying to get me killed? No, it's like, no, it's like uh, on that. You know, is what I'm learning, especially with uh, being a business owner now, is uh, separate the two. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, like you you can find me Christopher Sodergren on at Facebook, and instead it'll be the same for that Instagram. But it's obsolete to me. I don't use it. I, I won't be on it, and I won't talk on it. So, I mean, uh, everything will be done through the shop now because that's where I want to conduct my businesses for my business. Yeah, my Instagram's just all all work stuff. Yeah, so. that's all, that's it. That's why when I set it up for Idle Hands, you know, is uh, that's it. I mean, it doesn't even have my name on it. Yep. So it's just Idle Hands, and that's what I, I want it to be. Um, Cody's an admin to it, too, and so is Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they can add their artwork and their tattoos as they go along. Mm-hmm. So it, they they're actually at the beginning of the growth of the shop as well. So yeah. that's yeah. like I think like the one of the hardest things is like where's mine going? Because you know, it's like I got my Facebook. I still I throw up like artwork and then some of my tattoos on there. Throw it up on you know idle hands. 
and then it's just like that's just it. Like my Instagram now, you know, it's like what? Yeah, it's like the, the, yeah. the anathema, you know, th three underscore. Um, and uh, but that's said, and so it's just a big social conflict now. It's like it does it just go professional, or you know, and it's that's hard because you have so many people that run that shit either way and then they also run it as like a personality that is business so it's like yeah there's a front you know <laughs> that's hard yeah it's always mm-hmm. uh it's interesting to see how people run their instagrams or their social medias mm-hmm. and there's people who even outsource it and let other people run it for them and mm-hmm. well i mean if you know if i mean if somebody really knows that stuff i mean if you send them my way because i am I don't know what I'm Talk doing. to Madison. She probably knows that she, shit. Probably <laughs> no. I mean, she doesn't really do it. I talked to Addison. Now, she'll know that stuff because, I mean, she does all the Snapchat and all that stuff. You know, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck there it is. Go. I don't think I've ever fucking Twittered. Get your adopt-a-kid. Uh, yeah, the, the, the bonus, bonus kid. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Down. Definitely. Yeah, a pleasure. Time. So, hopefully, you got uh, another listener. <laughs> we're up we we went from eight to two and now we might be back up to three <laughs> and, and a, a big shout out to our listener who came back with some uh feedback for us yes um, we, thank you we really appreciate and thank you for the feedback. donut yeah they were delicious <laughs> uh you could find me on instagram uh at michael dot art you got a youtube channel now don't you trying have you been keeping up oh, with that I'm sir terrible Ooh, there we go the the holidays fucking threw me off there. Mm-hmm. My diet went out the window just like the YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, uh, yeah, so it's Michael Tejeda, T-E-J-E-D-A dot art. <coughs> That'll be all my uh, stuff. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the YouTube, it's same thing, Michael Tejeda art. Lord Cheeto. You can find me uh, uh, just at Inktailor, I-N-K-T-A-I-L-O-R. Inktailor at Instagram, Inktailor... Uh, Twitter, uh, my Facebook's just under Adam Chido, uh, but uh, Instagram's generally where I post up all the new stuff. I do some live streams, got, got a bunch of other stuff going on right now uh, on Facebook, but uh, yeah, check it out. Otherwise, inktailor.com is the website, and uh, if you want a book or you want information on booking, just head there. All the informo- information is there. So. And that'll do it as the uh, official co-host of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I am I am the official co-host. High five, Mr. Host. High five, high five. Ready? 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 Ah, yeah. <laughs> Yay! It was a free five. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you soon. Bye. Adios.